Luke chapter 23, verses 26 through 43. And as they led him away, they seized one Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. And there followed him a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us into the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others who are criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, they there they crucified him. And the criminals on one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, but let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation and we indeed justly for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man, he's done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wow. Gosh. Okay. All of Christianity, no no pressure, Thomas, but all of Christianity hinges on this and also the resurrection. But, you know, uh, by means of cause and effect, definitely this um, as well. And so we're the crucifixion and we have, you know, Jesus' final words in the book of Luke before his death. And, you know what, just grace pours out here he he pleads for the forgiveness of these people saying they don't even know what they're doing and and then welcoming this dying criminal into paradise with him and uh just a lovely and, and impactful snapshot and you know d's several weeks ago preached on this passage and um it, it really is so so striking and just to to consider the the final words of Christ, which is what we've been doing in the you know the seven last sayings series. So Thomas, what are your thoughts on the crucifixion of Christ in the Gospel of Luke? Well, as you said, this is like the penultimate uh, passage leading. If you assuming you you connect it with what will come, and that is the resurrection, mm-hmm. all of this together is what. Christianity hinges upon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have I have three three thoughts on this passage. One would be connecting, building a little bridge, going back and just asking the question, why? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then Simon of Cyrene. Interesting detail. Interesting detail. And then the Lord's Supper. So I don't yeah. know if you want to. I just thought these are all Come fun, on. fun kind of talking points. All right, I like it. Okay, so the wine, the wine, the this is not like an arbitrary thing that we need. It's a man to die for us. It's not like this just happens in the New Testament at the end of each of the Gospels. Mm. This is a this has been promised and foreshadowed, and even explained to us why. For a long time, up until, you know, the year 33 or whatever it was, yeah, or, or 27, whatever the year is exactly when this mm-hmm. happens. So you got you kind of got to build a bridge backward and say, can you just explain that to me? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Moses, you're familiar with that man? Heard of him. Okay. Interesting <laughs> fellow. Moses, uh, you know, he leads the, the Israelites out of Egypt. Sure does. And when he gets to Mount Sinai... God reveals to him what we call the trivia question, three three letters in this word. Law. That's exactly right. <clears throat> and so the law, a better, a better translation probably be instruction. Mm. In that, he outlines some very interesting things. For instance, the tabernacle. Mm. Inside the tabernacle is a box that now is lost called the Ark of the Covenant. Exactly. And the Ark of the Covenant had a top on it, but the top's actually called a seat. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that seat's called, Will? The mercy seat. Exactly, Man, Will. I'm this glad is like I'm there, brushed up on my old testament. There are no flashcards happening here. Yeah. Will's just nailing these. So, <clears throat> on the mercy seat, there was blood sprinkled on it when there was a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That blood came from an innocent animal, mm-hmm. and what was symbolized there is the presence of God that resided in that box mm-hmm. was receiving the death of an innocent animal to make right all the people's sins. Mm -hmm. Now we know from Hebrews and other places in the scriptures, that animal really couldn't take away the sins. Mm -hmm. It's a promise of one whose blood would go before God to take away the sins. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a little 1500 year bridge that this has been in the works for a long time that God Mm -hmm. would, that, that sin equals death. And the life of innocence is what it would take to atone for that death. Mm-hmm. And so we've we've seen this foreshadowed for 1,500 years. This isn't something that just mm-hmm. happens at the end of each gospel. And, and to add a little a little pavement to your bridge, please, if you will. Please, um, make it a sturdy bridge, Will. A, yeah, we want to make it a sturdy bridge. Uh, in the Old Testament, blood's a big theme yeah. because of this reason. Because blood sacrifices were central... And you know, I'm nervous that you're going to start quizzing me. By the way, we keep going. You're doing great. (laughs) Um, I I play fair on idiot. Don't worry. Okay, thank you. But uh, so blood's a central theme because it's a demonstration from the people that they recognize that their sins merit death. That's right. Through God's mercy, of accepting their offerings, He doesn't have to. But through His mercy of making a way through sacrifice, they can enter back into fellowship with Him. So blood's a, a very central theme, but. There's a, you know, I will quiz you. Thomas, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> there is another red liquid that's used all throughout the Old Testament, especially in the books of prophecy, as a symbol for blood, which is... All I can think of is wine. It's wine. Oh, You're man. right. You're right. <laughs> man. So, 
uh, cash prize at the end of the episode. It's going to be you. great. So wine is used all the time. That's right. Sometimes it's, it's used, you know, as a positive thing, but a lot of the times wine symbolizes, you know, God treading down his enemies or, or making his enemies right. drink Crushing the cup of grapes. staggering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to tread the wine press. And so then we get to the Lord's supper and we talked about this a few weeks ago, which is, I believe that's where your bridge was headed. Correct. Yes, yes. I want to put Simon of Cyrene in there somewhere. Yeah. But he doesn't even have to be on the bridge. He's just looking at the bridge. Yeah, Simon's past the bridge. But we get to the Lord's Supper and Christ yeah. exchanges. He 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 offers mm. the the apostles the the cup of his blood. That's right. Which is a cup of blessedness. It's a cup of joy. It's a cup of union with God. It, it's looking forward to the the marriage uh, supper of the Lamb. Amen. And so he he offers to them a cup of staggering. But the apostles aren't the only people who get wine in the series of events because here at the crucifixion, what do we see Jesus offered in the mocking of the soldiers? But sour wine, bad wine, the cup of wrath. And so this is the great exchange happening. He he's offered his disciples a cup of joy and he has taken the sour wine the the cup of mm. wrath and so uh, exactly let's let's right. throw simon of cyrene in the mix because luke did so what what are your thoughts on on this interesting character in the bible well i think if if people are like hopping out and going to work right now you've you've heard the what i would say is very very important about this passage yeah and that is this was planned yep God's yeah. redemption of his people has been planned, mm-hmm. but so is somebody like a Simon of Cyrene who just seems to be tossed in there. He's at, if you go to Jerusalem today, you walk the Via Della Rosa. Mm-hmm. And when you walk the Via Della Rosa, you see the the stations of the cross and there's a place where you stop and they say, this is where Simon picked up the cross. Mm-hmm. Now <clears throat> we know Simon picked up the cross. We just don't know exactly where, yeah. but it's still interesting to stand mm-hmm. there and see. And there's these little inscriptions over the wall and you see these little this little caricature of Simon picking up the cross. Mm-hmm. What you don't know is where is he from? Cyrene? Like, I don't know. I've never, my passport doesn't say Cyrene that I've been there. Mm-hmm. This guy's in town from like 800 miles away. Wow. He is in town from Libya. Wow. Didn't know that. <clears throat> so this is a guy in modern, in the modern day world coming from, um, an ISIS controlled territory, a highly volatile place. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go back 800 miles because of this instance. Mm. More than likely, because he's staying in town for the Passover feast as a witness mm-hmm. to Jesus. Yeah. And you just wonder, like, how much of North Africa got the gospel before the disciples were ever sent out? Wow before Paul and Barnabas were ever sent out because in his mind, he might've just happened to be standing there. Mm. Maybe he was buying something because there was a lot of vendors on this part of the streets of Jerusalem, but the Lord catches him up in the Lord's work. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is not afraid to inconvenience us. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Simon of Cyrene was inconvenienced. Maybe he was with his family. He's pulled away from them. That's like, he's with a guy who's a convicted criminal like a lot of things are happening here yeah but because he was inconvenienced for the lord's work there's a chance he got to become one of the witnesses the early witnesses to travel way back home 
to share the glory of Christ with folks. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and I don't want to get too speculative, but he's traveled a great, great, great distance to, you know, observe Passover in Jerusalem. Yeah. And so there's some piety there. And then, you know, it, it's interesting because it says that they seized Simon and they laid the cross on him and forced him. And so there's almost this wonder of, you know, okay, Simon doesn't seem to be part of the mob. Um, and, and yeah, basically the the three people groups that we see here besides you know the ones crucifying christ we see simon we see these women who were mourning and lamenting for christ mm-hmm. that he addresses and then we have criminals and hmm. three uh you know so a foreigner woman and criminals not three like ideal groups of people to spend your final moments with in that culture and yet you know what do we see that you know the, these women standing in solid we see the faithfulness of the woman st- standing in solidarity with christ mm-hmm. we see simon you know carrying christ's cross and then we see this criminal who he doesn't have a great theology he doesn't have a great track record that's right all he knows is that jesus didn't deserve this and he did mm. and he just asked jesus a simple prayer Remember me when you come into your kingdom. That prayer, we've we you and I have had some conversations about that prayer. It's not the prayer that a lot of us were taught to pray. Nope. How to come to Christ, how to come to faith. Mm-hmm. It's it's the kind of prayer that a desperate man who doesn't know anything but honesty in his last hours knows how to pray. Yeah. It, I don't deserve this. You do. Can you put in a good word for me? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but the Greek word for remember here, do you know what it literally means? No. Remember. <laughs> so, Let me write, hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the literal word here is remember. And, uh, you know, but not just to be dumb, but he is really what he's saying here, what the recognition here is, is that just a place in the mind of God, just a place in the mind of Christ mm. is enough. And That's so good. That is like so simple. You know, like this is what I love about the gospel of Christ. It is so simple that it's too complicated for most of us to understand. It's so simple that it's too profound for us. Yeah. He just pleads for a place in Christ's mind. And what an amazing promise, Thomas, that mm. that there is a place in God's mind for you and a place Amen. in God's mind for me that we're remembered and that it's not just this distant, oh, I remember Thomas, I remember Will, but it's actually going to prepare a place mm. for you and for me. And, and, you know, I just love that we see the teachings of Christ, like we were talking about yesterday. Jesus is a man of his word and everything that That's he's right. been teaching, everything that he's been saying is culminating here. And he he's living it out here in the end that he's been saying that his kingdom is for the reproached and for the detestable. And so here he is being crucified with an audience of a foreigner, some sad, lamenting, crushed woman, and a desperate criminal that he's welcomed into his kingdom. That is the son of God. That's not just somebody accidentally murdered. That's the son of God. That's right. And that's powerful. And, And to bring it full circle, right before this, he started the the Lord's Supper. Modern day, we get to enjoy the Lord's Supper frequently. And the Lord's Supper, interestingly enough, is about this. It's not about the resurrection. Mm. 
and and I'll prove it to you. First Corinthians eleven, um, Paul's quoting Jesus. This is my body for which which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then in Paul's words, it's through the Holy Spirit. In the same way, also he took the cup after saying, "This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remember in remembrance of me." For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim, listen to this, as often as you do this, you proclaim the Lord's death mm. until he comes. Mm. We we need to remember this moment in Jesus' life in Luke 23. We need to remember mm. the crucifixion. We need to identify with Simon of Cyrene and say, let me take up my cross and follow you. Mm -hmm. We need to identify with the criminal and say, I deserve this. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We, we need to remember my hope. Every fiber of my being is truly, whether I even realize it or not, is truly hoping. Mm. It, It can only find hope in this moment. Mm. that he who knew no sin would become sin on our behalf. Yeah. So I think this is, this one preaches itself. It does. It does. Well, we are going to continue on and see just where this crucifixion leads. Um, And we're going to see Christ triumph on the other side of it. But until then, Thomas Nelson is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.